Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. It has been a very interesting week and I had a very uh, wonderful conversation yesterday with my son and I wanted to share that with you. I want to talk today about perceptions and pre kind of predetermined and preconceived perceptions and in some ways, actually, I guess you could even say it, we can bring in some of the limiting belief things that I talk about quite, a, quite often, because um, these things all really played a big part in our conversation, and they also play a big part in the narrative that's going on around the world right now with the COVID uh, political pandemic that the uh, world leaders have, have created. It doesn't really seem to matter what new news, even the CDC and, and um who are putting out there, there are people that don't want to hear it now. They are stuck in their opinion and in their belief structure and the facts aren't going to change their mind. And I find that very fascinating. Um, yes, there's days I get angry and I get very depressed about, you know, what's going on in the world around me when I can just see such uh, government overreach, when I see people just so asleep and not awake. Now, I know I have a very awake audience because uh, I know from the feedback I get from you and, um, and such, and I'm very appreciative of that. And it was very interesting talking to someone like my son who's on the spectrum who has worked very hard in his life over the past seven years to get to where he is today. He is part of the reason as well, or at least he fits brilliantly into why I talk about high-functioning habits because... For a number of years, we've dealt with Ryan as diagnosed with bipolar. And in fact, he does not have bipolar disorder. He is on the spectrum. And he's very, very high functioning and always has been as a child. And it's been very interesting in this new narrative because he is a complete COVIDer. He believes in all the protocols and he believes in masking um, and is, you know, so very, very careful. In fact, I'm going to a rally today that is speaking out against the establishment's taking away of our freedoms. Here in Canada, uh, well, in the, most of the places on, around the world, there's just been so much division being created now uh, that it's very sad that we cannot see it for what it is. We cannot see that this is just a redirect of people's energies and belief systems so that governments can carry on and do things that are just appalling. We have detention centers being, uh, we call them quarantine centers. They're concentration camps, people. You can call it anything you want, but look back through history. When you start taking people against their will and putting them into uh, detention centers in a free country, we have a problem. And these things are being built uh, all across Canada and are being staffed by unqualified people that are just not doctors, not medical professionals, just ads are going out for just general populace. This is so scary. It really is scary. But you know what? There is hope. I, I always believe that light wins. It's just who I am innately as a person. And, and, uh, and light will win out over darkness this time right now. So if you're one of those people that live in a lot of fear right now and are very scared and the darkness is overwhelming you, 
really try and plug in. I, my last podcast, I talked about how emotions follow thoughts. You need to change your thoughts. You need to change the things you're filling your mind with. You know, do not watch the news. It has been the same regurgitated nonsense for 10 months. It is censored beyond words. It really upset me the other day when I thought, now I got some information wrong, so I'm going to tell you what I heard and then how I went and researched it, that the inventor of the test uh, they're trying to get it out there that, you know, even he stated or she stated, uh, I'm trying to figure out who it is. Um, when I was doing my research, I thought it was a man. But actually, when I did the research, it, it came up something different. But anyways, it's been there's been this quote that, of course, it was not designed for COVID. And of course, the Mythbusters or the, the fact checkers are out there uh giving us all you know this is all phony but you have to read their fine print too so i read one of the fact buster uh things and they were saying how yes everything being posted out on facebook about a thousand shares about the fact that the inventor of the covid test uh said it didn't work and there's this quote that is actually not true because actually the quote that they're assigning to to this uh post is someone completely different so they tracked back the person that actually said the quote is not the person that created the COVID test. But then I went searching for actual data and found an entire medical article on the fact that although they're debunking these posts on Facebook and Twitter and social media because it's being shared incorrectly with partially false data, the message actually isn't false. And they buried that under into page three of this article I, 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 I read in the fact that actually... The inventor of the test does have a segment in his medical report stating that this test is not sufficient and is not is not designed for picking up certain types of uh, what was it a protein or something something they're relying on. Uh, so in actual fact, it is partially true, but what's going out to the media is wrong. So therefore, it's being censored as being quackery I love that word now that I know that it, where it came from that the people that monopolized the uh, medical industry a hundred years ago it's their term they put that out there uh, the Rockef uh, the uh, so the Rockefellers uh, in order to discredit all natural homeopathic medicine in order as we came into the age of petrochemical and and big pharma very very fascinating and those articles are all out there guys you can find all this history quite easily actually because you just can't censor everything uh but yeah really it was really sad to hear that something that actually carried some truth was being posted incorrectly therefore the fact busters and the myth busters were slamming it therefore it built it ties into the narrative of people that say see those are lies and i don't believe it but when you really do the deep dive you realize that actually the science the the point they're trying to make with the post is showing that the science is slightly discredited and yet no one's listening and now this test has become the gold standard around the world when it fails over half the time it was never designed for this and there is some medical background uh, uh backup to the fact that it is an inappropriate test for this um and there's even posts on and again and no one should be listening to the cdc and the who in my opinion especially the who they have been proven now after what happened at the uh at the end of last year with how the Communist Party uh, swayed them to allow travel to continue have shown that they're corruptible and uh, seriously are just not doing their job. So I have, I put no faith in it. However, I have no problem saying for those of you, you know, the, the people that are all scared and, and all thinking you're going to kill everybody if you're not wearing a mask, um, please at least look at the WHO because they are actually putting up the articles saying that this is not working. 
but everyone is so stuck in the narrative uh, that they they won't even see it. They, they literally do not see the retractions being posted by the same group and organizations that gave them all the fear in the first place. I personally, from a human nature standpoint, find that fascinating, absolutely fascinating. The CDC and WHO have said that, you know, masking or uh, sorry, that lockdowns are not working. But we're on this path and now no one wants to hear anything that might change the current narrative. And that is so very scary and very, very sad. But what was interesting was talking to my son. Uh, this is very much on a positive note, guys, is he was very aware of how his preconceived notions and the way he is naturally with his, his, his being on the spectrum affects his reaction to the world around him. Now, so you're, you might ask, well, what exactly do I mean by that? Well, Ryan is already predisposed to not liking people in his space, touching his things. Um, he is very antisocial. Uh, he struggles with, you know, large groups of people. He struggles with loud noises. He struggles with germs and bacteria. All of these things with his OCD-ness are things he struggles with on a daily basis. So you bring in a uh, false narrative of how masks protect everybody when in fact they're causing such terrible uh, issues with their immune system. They're causing division and anger amongst people. I'm not necessarily 100% against masks. I posted something on my Facebook back in the spring um, from, a, from a little marketing thing that was done by I, Poland or the Czech, Czech Republic, I believe. You know, I protect you and you protect me. And I was very open to saying, okay, is there some validity to this? Uh, and I'm not against masks when absolutely necessary. I'm absolutely against mandatory anything. I'm absolutely against children wearing them. And I'm absolutely against them being worn in non-threatening situations. You go into a crowd of people, fine, you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Now, the sad part is my son has turned this narrative around now and uh, because of what's the narrative that's out there, that the mask isn't protecting him. He's only protected when I wear the mask. I thought, well, that's convenient, isn't it? Because that wasn't the narrative originally. Uh, so now that's how they are saying, well, we're the selfish ones. You know, we're, we're putting everybody at risk. Well, the only people at risk are elderly and people with underlying conditions. And quite honestly, if you're that scared, then do stay home. Don't go into crowds, but don't mandate businesses being closed and mandate mandatory anything for me when I'm not at risk. You know, I don't believe I'm ever going to catch it. And if I did, I believe I'll fully recover from it. You know, 40% of regular flu is COVID-based. Uh, they know that. We know now factually that the test is flawed and doesn't work um, or the mass majority is not listening I'm definitely listening but what was very interesting was the fact that once we get stuck on a narrative that facts won't change our minds and that is a very dangerous place to live so it was very uh, uh, enlightening for me and very joyous for me as a human being as a mom to hear my son admit that yeah mom I'm I understand that my preconceived condition or my preconceived notions and my condition, um, the narrative that's being you know dealt with out there, and this medical buys or plays right into my insecurities and my limiting beliefs. 
uh, or and and I, you know what? Maybe that's not the right term for this particular uh, conversation because in fact, Ryan's situation is medical. Uh, his brain just works differently than than other people's, and it's interesting because I've been doing. I sent him a a, a video from Doctor. Christine Northrop was being interviewed. She's the wonderful lady that wrote uh, Goddesses Never Age. And it was interesting because I've only just started following her again uh, when a girlfriend recommended her that had read her book. And I've, I had forgotten that I had her book on my shelf. It was given to me for my 50th birthday. I really enjoyed it. And I, I thought, I'm going to go back and reread some of that. Then I realized she wasn't talking about just that, that she has become a real voice. She's on Instagram every single day. Uh, just like Lori Ladd is, um, just giving hope and encouragement and medical information and digging up new facts. And it's really hard because one of the things the governments are expecting us all to do here is to follow along with their daily changes of laws and recommendations. And the average person simply cannot do that. It's just too much. So what was it that I was listening to the other day? I was talking to someone uh, that was uh, has, has family in another country and you know, they say that, that, you know, everyone can leave their home at certain days. and death. But the problem is no one knows what days those are. None of this information is being uh, disseminated uh, accurately, broadly enough, and it changes daily. And you are expected to keep up with it. And then if you don't follow it, you know, you're arrested or you're fined or you're escorted out of your home. It's crazy town, uh, just crazy town. So, you know, rules... And regulations need to be very well thought out. Research needs to be done. Time, uh, just like anything, you know, any medical testing. They haven't even done animal testings on these vaccines they want to give to all of us. But I was listening to her and I sent him the link because she was being interviewed by, by some lady in England. And I did not realize that the vaccine that they were, that they're looking to do for COVID that, and make it mandatory is what they call, I believe it's called an RNA vaccine. Very, very different than traditional vaccines. And I encourage you to go do your research. I'm not even going to go into the details because I have not done enough research on them. Uh, but there is a, a very big belief that, you know, in time through enough technology that is basically just a tracking device, they would be able to track you anywhere on the planet. And this may seem very sci-fi to you, but this technology uh, with 5G exists out there. The other thing that I'm really struggling with is I believe they're covering up a lot of 5G illness with COVID-19 related fake news. These things very much disrupt my sleep and I have really noticed a big difference in my own home when I uh, unplug the Wi-Fi. I just unplug our modem actually at night. On the weekends I give the kids a little bit more leeway because I have students that live here and you know they're still on their devices at midnight sometimes. But you know what? Um, they've got cell phones and if they want to share their data at one o'clock in the morning on their devices, that's great, but it doesn't run in my house. So usually, uh, if I haven't turned it off at a decent hour before going to bed, I almost always am one of those people at my age that gets up and goes to the washroom. I will walk out, unplug the Wi-Fi, and go back to bed sleep. And that way I get those five good solid hours of REM sleep in the middle of the night where I do not have excuse me, electromagnetic fields of any sort uh, running through my home and running through my brain and body. It is very, very disruptive. Uh, the problem with some of this new technology and things they might be putting in these vaccines is they could be receptors for these types of fields. Well, you add 5G to that and we've got a problem. I mean, there's going to be, wow, I can't even imagine people's immune systems, uh, how they will be affected with that kind of lack of proper sleep and proper rest you know, one of the things I love about going to our family home in Penticton is the home until recently never even had Wi-Fi. 
It has never been updated. It is original from 1960s when I lived there. The, the linoleum is still on the floor and the kitchen cabinets are still original. And we put Wi-Fi in, but because it's not hardwired even, I just go and turn the modem off and we all go to bed at night. And I sleep so much better up there. And my home isn't really close to anybody else. Uh, and I've really noticed a difference. So these are kind of interesting things just to think about. And the thing is we get kind of stuck in our day-to-day -day lives of just accepting everything around us. Let's face it, we all love our technology. I do. I love technology. I love the joy it can bring and the information at my fingertips and the accessibility and the mobility of it all. But with any great advancement comes great responsibility. Uh, for research. That's why I so encourage everyone to watch the uh, movie documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma, The Social Experiment, The Social Dilemma. Uh, and it was funny again, listening to my son saying, have you watched this? He goes, no, but I know, I already know all that information. I'm like, really? Now he thinks because he's in IT that he sort of knows it all. So we got talking and no, he didn't have a clue about three of the major points on that in that film. He was just sort of focused on the fact that, yes, I know that my, you know, 10-year-old daughter shouldn't have a cell phone yet, but what do we do once they hit high school? So we say no devices till high school. The brain now, they've done the research, can literally not handle the uh, changes or the moral compass that is needed for devices being hooked into the World Wide Web. Uh, and if and I'm not explaining this very scientifically, but basically this is why it's so easy in, you know, Middle Eastern countries to create a killer at the age of eight with a machine gun in his hand. We have all seen it. We have, we've seen how these children are taken and these boys are turned into murderers, um, how they're recruited into, you know, you recruit a kid into a gang. This is why it is so easy because they literally as children do up until the age of like between 12 and 14 do not have the capability for that moral compass, that's why it's so easy to brainwash children and to get them to do what you want. And that's why it's such a gift and a responsibility being a parent. Because that little life and that little mind is 100% really in your control. Please take that seriously. I think we're taking this far too um, for granted. Brendan and I talked about this when I was a guest on his podcast, Spiritual Dope, the other day about how, you know, women, we got completely uh, caught into a lie during the 80s and 90s that we could have it all, that it wasn't a good thing for us to stay home and raise our children, that we needed to be out there and, and working in the workforce like men. Why? All of our life was taken away from us. All of our joy, all of our contribution to our family was taken away from us so that the government could gain two income, income taxes. And we didn't even see it coming. We just thought, yeah, we need equality. Well, we did need equality. And we needed that it understood that raising children was important. Instead, we followed a false narrative that being a mother and being a homemaker was less. That we weren't contributing. That we weren't following our passions. That we weren't um, the career women we should be. That we could go out and have careers raise our children, keep our homes, and put a meal on the table for our husbands every night. Because back in the 80s, guys, 70s and 80s, that work distribution of home life was not shared by most of the men. We still did it all. We went to work like you guys, like men did, and then did everything else as well. Uh, excuse me, whoever thought that was a brilliant idea? And then there were 
uh, motivational speakers and women out there making new careers, leaving their kids at home, saying how that it was, we could have it all, that we were super women. Oh, and there's the puppy. We are not superhuman beings. There needs to be balance. So I'm very grateful for, you know, now being 2020, men definitely, the home life is very, very different. I mean, a lot of the young women I know don't even cook. So these chores and things are now being more equally shared. We're understanding that, you know, we can't, we couldn't go on like this, latchkey kids and, and such. You either went to work in, and made a decent enough income to bring help into the home. Uh, once, as soon as I could afford it, a cleaning lady came and cleaned my home when I was, even as a single mom. I didn't go on vacation or buy new cars uh, and think, or eat out and things like that, but that cleaning lady got paid because I didn't want to spend my weekends doing all the chores that didn't get done during the week because I was at work full time when I had a seven, eight, nine-year-old child that wanted my time, needed my time, even if he didn't think he needed my time. You know, I wanted to go ride our bikes or go visit our grandparents, uh, his grandparents or whatever. But it was fun time, not mommy's got all the chores to do now. You go sit in front of the TV again. No, 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 no. So we really need to think about our choices and, you know, what we're bringing to the table from our past. So like I say, I use my son as an example because the fun part about that conversation, which was, by the way, very respectful, the fact that we are in different ends of the spectrum, he was basically letting me know, though, that I could not see my granddaughter this next weekend if I went to the rally today. And I'm like, well, I can see my granddaughter if I go to Save-On or the liquor store. And even he is very aware going, oh, yeah, that's just hypocritical, mom. We don't understand why those things, if you're going to shut the world down, shut it down. But we didn't. We're, we we compar- everything's a compromise. It's like, oh, we'll leave this open, but we'll sh- you know you can't gather more than six people. We'll do this, but it's almost like the narrative follows this uh, joke that the COVID virus is super smart and knows when not to spread. Mm-hmm. No people. That's not how it works. So I'm going to the rally, and because I believe our rights are being 100% abused. And I've got to leave a world behind that my granddaughter has to live in. Unfortunately, my son's like, nope, mom, if you, you need to quarantine now for two weeks. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Okay, so how do I get around this? I could wear a mask at the rally. And I'm sure a lot of people will. A large group of people. And it's flu season coming in now. I don't care about COVID, but it's flu season. Um, but I don't believe that we can stop all droplets. We are human beings that are basically one big mucus membrane. And... Our system requires us to be uh, um, exposed to certain things to build our immunity against it. And everything in the narrative that's going on there out in there right now is about uh, lack of human contact, um, medical intervention that has nothing to do with naturopathic, homeopathic immune system. In fact, the governments literally are, and Facebook, and it's really tough, you know, guys, because I love Facebook, but if I could boycott it, I honestly, I would. I would boycott Twitter and Facebook and Google, any of the large platforms that are not taking the res- their responsibility of the power they have over um, the media seriously. I think Facebook should be brought up in charges right now for skewing the election because they are censoring things they don't want put out there and supporting other things. That is not freedom of speech, people. That is full-on censorship. And that, in both our countries, in America, and I'm sorry, I know I have listeners from all over the world, but I know a lot of my listeners are from other countries that are not necessarily all have the democracy that we and freedoms that I have in, in North America. 
So please don't feel excluded or alienated at all. I, uh, I'm a very inclusive person and just please know that my thoughts and my energy is with all of you around the world every time I step onto this, uh, up to this microphone. Um, it's just that sometimes my, my lack of travel, I have traveled a fair bit, but certainly not to the extent of some of my, my friends who are just travel bugs. I have not seen it all. Uh, and, and therefore I cannot relate or comment or, or anything because I simply don't have enough knowledge to do that. But my heart and my thoughts and my energies uh, and my light are with you all. But in North America, we, we have a very unique situation. People, you know, hundreds of years ago left the oppressiveness of Europe and the uh, arist aristocracy and such to form a new life here. They fought wars. They battled the elements, the, the, you know, something we have just no clue about and we have forgotten. I mean, that is why here in North America, we have Remembrance Day in the States. It's called Veterans Day, uh, November, uh, November 11th, lest we forget. And that is so important right now. If, I, if anything, please look into your own country's history. Look into what you want as a human being and what you want your country to look like and hold that vision in your head. Because what is happening right now here in my own country is appalling. It is actually, it stuns me that it actually happens so easy that we as a populace were so easily manipulated and were so easily made to obey. And personally, I think it was simply a trial run. They talk about the second waves. Something was leaked out in the media just recently and our government's laid out basically this pandemic right through to 2022. They have no knowledge of how this virus was. They literally laid it out because that was a plan. It had nothing to do with a virus. It had everything to do with using a virus as the catalyst to roll this out. And it's literally laid out step by step right into uh, two years down the road. And it's like, that's crazy town. <laughs> that's just crazy town. So um, hold, your, hold in your mind what you want to see in the world, who you want to be in the world, and and fight for it. So... If my children keep my granddaughter away from me next week, I will make that sacrifice. Now, I have a girlfriend, unfortunately, as well, that is being held hostage by her children. But the problem is she owns businesses with that daughter. And her grandchildren are being held hostage from her. And they have, you know, basically told her, don't go to the rally because it could harm your business and, and you're not going to do this. So what I'm finding is a lot of the younger people right now, and I know I have younger listeners, please be careful how you're abusing your power. Holding children hostage, holding grandchildren hostage against their grandparents uh, because you don't agree with how we're behaving, unless you, you know, we're truly abusive or putting children at risk, is not appropriate. It is a complete and utter abuse of, of some, it's almost like everyone's got this little taste of power. We all have it in us, guys. Don't think for a second that any of us are any different. I know what it's like to, <clears throat> to feel I have control and I feel very uncomfortable when I have lack of it. Uh, so, you know, we used to joke in Canada, there was this article like 25 years ago in, in Forbes, uh, not Forbes, um, up here, it's McLean's magazine, how we had to, our government had to go through this whole training set thing for our border, uh, our border and inspection officers, because they were basically acting like little Hitlers. They, they were letting a little bit of power go to their head and we, the complaints to, to the government were off the charts. Uh, 25 years ago, 30, is it really almost 30 years ago now? Because this was definitely back in the 80s and 90s. And there was abuse of power. We were getting caught on the news and media, these people uh, treating just at the borders and at the airports and stuff. And so, yeah, I remember this whole thing uh, 
it was a public relations nightmare and the, our, our people all had to go through training because that's what happens. It is a human nature. You feel like you've got a little bit of power and then, you know, the natural thing is to, 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 to throw your weight around kind of thing. Well, that's not cool. <laughs> There's really no other way to put that. That's just, it's not cool. However, there's a bigger picture here. So, you know, my granddaughter being held back for me, that is a small, for a month, that is a small price to pay to ensure that I go to a rally that makes, lets the government know that the, the, the people that, those of us that are awake and aware of the nonsense that's going on, that we will not be silenced and we will continue to fight and speak out. I look at the states and it breaks my heart what goes on down there and I just think that is just civil war waiting to happen all over again. And unfortunately, what's happening is a lot of the narrative is is feeding into the anger and the hatred. So if you're hearing something on the news and it makes you feel anger and hate towards something or someone, I need you to really take a step back and say, why? And is the person that is filling you full of this hate and this narrative, do they have an, another agenda? Like, why would they do that? I was at my girlfriend's yesterday and we were talking, I think his name is Hillier, Hillier? I, I, uh, he's a, a politician here in Canada and he's just had enough with the nonsense and the corruption and the overreach and all of it. And he's been speaking out and I guess a reporter brought him on and that reporter was just not happy without creating sensation. And in the end, cut off the interview because this gentleman was so well-spoken. He says, I'm not discussing, you know, mask with you, or that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about these things. We're here to talk about the uh, detention centers that are, that are being built without the, on our taxpayers' dollar without the general public knowing. We are here to talk about the military being mobilized. We're here to talk about how our government paid for Chinese vaccines with your tax dollars um, without any approval. We're here to talk about these things, and this, this completely, and I'm going to use the word corrupt because, or sensationalist, um, reporter just got nowhere with them. This gentleman was just very calm and just kept bringing it back to the point at hand, a point at hand, until the, until apparently how it ended was he got very, very upset and shut the interview down. So again, wasn't getting, just throwing a little temper tantrum, wasn't getting his way, uh, so shut the interview down. That's again, are you kidding me? So I, I kind of giggle at it all, but at the same token, it's not funny. It really isn't when, when we cannot even have a, a venue for the truth to be disseminated to the public uh, in, a, in, a, in a respectful and inclusive manner. That's a problem. That's a problem. So back to, you know, having this conversation with my son, it was just fantastic to have this wonderful, respectful conversation of two people that completely had different opinions on what's going on in the world which is what I'm so grateful for. You know, I have a friend that now won't speak to me because of the post I put on Facebook about the rally and how I took it down because all these negative comments were being made. And then I, I realized I'm not backing down to bullies. And although she definitely questioned, you know, were you hacked? I'm not upset with her. I sent her a message saying, yeah, babe, no, I wasn't hacked. I am going to this rally. And she hasn't spoken to me since. And I've reached out. I don't know whether something else has gone on. But it's it's very heartbreaking to lose friendships like that over something so silly as, as a government's false narrative. Um, but then again, there's so many people out there that don't believe it's a false narrative. They believe in it. And it doesn't matter that common sense doesn't even make sense that one rule doesn't 
address the same issue as the next rule, that it changes daily, that our rights are being taken away, and the worst thing is that everything's being censored and and being attacked. Uh, one of the things Dr. Northrup talked about was how when she was an OBGYN back in um, the 80s and such, and I remember this because I lived in this. I was a, I've been a health nut right since high school, so I graduated in 1983. How all things natural were demonized by the mainstream media, the governments, and doctors, saying that you know she was finding great results in supplementation and naturopathic medicines, you know, vitamin C um, IVs were people, and she had to battle this as a actual medical professional because all those things. Were, were basically, we were being told through the news and the media that they were, that who was it? Someone in, in uh, was it Canada or the United States, developed the word quack. Uh, and that became the term that, oh, you're just a quack. And so we have this negative connotation with all things natural. And yet, guys, how do you think mankind got through thousands and thousands of years without dying off of every single bacteria and every single germ out there with no penicillin and things like that? Don't get me wrong, modern, modern medicine has changed the world, but it has also changed it for the worst. We have no belief structure left anymore in our ability to heal, in good nutrition, in healthy air and water, in our mindset. I truly believe that my parents are the way they are because of that belief structure. You know, by 70, my dad's mind was gone and he has now just spent almost a decade just dying slowly in his physical body. And my mom, her mind is going faster than his exponentially. He spent years getting to the point that he is now and she spent months getting there. I was talking to her yesterday and she truly believed that she had been up to Penticton in the last couple of weeks and she hadn't been there in two years. And that was a big difference in her mental acuity from a month ago where, you know, we started noticing in the spring that her memory was getting really bad, and now she actually believes she's been places she hasn't been. That, in a six-month period, is what took my dad six years. So she's, she's almost like 10 times uh, failing faster than him. But my parents believe in, the, in medical and the belief structure that when you get old, you, you lose your mind and you get... No! No, there's some cultures around the world that don't believe that. We lock our old people away in North America. Brendan and I were talking about this yesterday, how we don't keep any of the wisdom of our old people around us. We lock them away in homes. And there's now apparently a movement I hear of elderly people getting together and demanding that uh, their rights be heard, that they are not going to be sent away into homes, that sort of thing. And I'm thinking, right on, you go. So we have a very different attitude here. And don't get me wrong, it really plays into this whole thing of both parents working and then you've got these, you know, so we're waiting later in life to have children. And by the time our children are teenagers, our parents are elderly and we've got a lot on our plate. I, I understand that. But there's got to be better ways of dealing with it all than how we're handling it. Sending our kids to daycare and our old people to homes. Also that we can go sit in a cubicle. That's insanity. <laughs> when you really think about it, that is insanity. So, you know, I'm not going to get into that whole argument today, but, you know, there's lots of, just go research. All I'm asking is that all I ever ask of any of you is to keep an open mind and question your belief structure. Question your limiting beliefs. Question a narrative that you might be being fed by someone else. Like I say, indoctrination. We're, we're indoctrinated from childhood. And that's why it's so very important to me when I'm dealing with my granddaughter that she hears another point of view and that I try and open her mind. Uh, school is where you learn about your ABCs and history. 
which that isn't even, even accurate. It's written by the victors. Um, and so much of it is censored. We're not learning life skills. We're not learning to think for ourselves. And that is so vitally important, so vitally important. So uh, just like I say, back to, to finish up here, back to my conversation with my son, that was amazingly uh, respectful. We are completely different ends of the spectrum on this conversation. Uh, and yes, they have the right to keep, unfortunately, my granddaughter away from me if I go to this rally. But the neat thing was this, his awareness, one of the things that, you know, he's worked very hard on in the last few years, and I'm sorry, I, I think I'm repeating myself here. I had to stop the the, uh, the podcast a couple of times because the new puppy, uh, just you can't really control a puppy. And if I lock her away, she howls. So this is going to have to be something I work around in my life right now. Because she spends the day with me in my office, but if she's not asleep and I'm trying to podcast, it's toys are being dropped or squeaked or bones and <laughs> she's howling. It's, it's quite funny. Probably not for you guys, though, as my listeners. Um, was how aware he was with all the work he has done, you know, battling what was, we thought, bipolar and getting psychiatric help, learning his triggers to truly understanding now what is wrong with him, getting off all the medication and just being on a very light dose of antidepressant to kind of keep his mood level, understanding what sets him off, that he is so aware of how this narrative feeds right into his ability to accept it because he is naturally predisposed that way to begin with. You know, he doesn't like people around him. He doesn't want people close to him. He doesn't want people breathing on him. He doesn't want people touching his stuff. <laughs> this is the things I grew up with with him as a child that I had to deal with. And now as an adult, it's like, whew, this is great. All right, everyone's in masks. Nobody touches me. No one touches my stuff. People don't come into my homes. I don't have to go out anywhere and I don't have to socialize. It's like he's won the lottery <laughs> and he is aware of this. So if I made you giggle a little bit, I hope that's that's a great thing. It doesn't it doesn't negate the, uh, negate the, the seriousness of the situation. It's just very interesting for him to be so aware and I ask you all to do the same be aware of where your thought processes are coming from and your belief structures are coming from uh, because it is okay to question and it's 110% okay to change your mind have a great day everyone and I'll catch you on the flip side we really hope you enjoyed this episode of coulda woulda shoulda stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com you can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>